and welcome to Ringer Dish. I'm your special host, Donnie Kwok, for a special episode about the man that Jam Session host Amanda Dobbins calls the defining celebrity of our generation. Or, as he calls himself, most recently in an interview with Zane Lowe, unquestionably, undoubtedly, the greatest human artist of all time. Of course, I'm talking about Kanye West. He just released a new album called Jesus is King, his ninth album. We're going to talk about everything related to Jesus is King, the rollout, the IMAX movie, the reaction. We'll also discuss his turn to Christianity and put it all in context with the other reinventions of his career. Joining me for this Kanye talk is my esteemed colleague, Andrew Godadaro. Andrew, what's the level of your Kanye fatigue? Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, it's been it's been like four days of Kanye, and I'm I'm pretty tired yeah, already. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. So let's just start with the weekend in Kanye. First of all, the 11 track, 27 minute album finally dropped after multiple delays, even delays <laughs> in the day before proceeding at noon Eastern time on Friday. Also coming out around that time where the aforementioned interview with Zane Lowe, he did another one, Big Boy. Also coming out, the accompanying IMAX film, Jesus is King, which was released on the same day. But Andrew, let's start with the music first, Jesus is King. What were your initial impressions of the album? It's uh, not that bad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, as, as, a, as a piece of music, it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is pretty good. Follow God, I think, is like to stand out. Yeah, and that's a song that like, I think old fans of Kanye will probably play on repeat, especially since it's like a minute and forty-five seconds long. Yeah, but I think it's uh, mercifully short, right? Twenty-seven minutes, which is in line with his previous release and also the other good music releases. Yeah. And I think that kind of helps to uh, sort of take the edge off. You know? Was it because of the middling response to Ye and also just Kanye mm-hmm. being Kanye lately, do you think you had lower expectations going in? Or were you kind of going in with an open mind? Like, I, I was trying to keep an open mind. I think the thing, I was going in with a, a lot less emotional investment. Right. Whereas past releases, it was kind of like I had— because I had I had staked my my fandom on this guy for a long time, and I, I think a lot of people did. And he kind of he kind of blew that all up uh, last year. Right. So you were kind of looking to Ye to be something that sort of redeemed him and redeemed your choice to believe in him. This one, it was kind of like you had gotten over Ye, and you knew that the music maybe won't do all the things that you wanted to do. So you were just like, all right, let's see what this is. So what what did you make of all the the gospel and you know like the pivot to christianity like within the within the album itself like the lyrics did it feel heavy-handed to you did it feel genuine uh i i think on the album itself it like works fine and i think he's like as a piece of like modern gospel it's actually pretty good and obviously the chorus he's he's smart to stand behind that choir because they're legitimately very talented and good right right speaking of the choir you actually, if I'm not mistaken, did buy a ticket did. to go to the IMAX <laughs> Jesus is King movie. What theater did you go to? I went uh, the 34th Street AMC. What We've got a beautiful IMAX screen there, Donnie. <laughs> what time was this? What day and what time? <laughs> I went, so I, I was originally going to go uh, during the day on Saturday. And then 
friends were like, oh, let's hang out. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I pushed it back. And then I wanted to watch a football game. So I pushed it back. <laughs> so I ended up seeing it at 6 p.m. last night. Damn. Sunday night? Sunday night. Oh, that's yeah. fitting. Was yeah, it, you know, how was, church. Was it crowded or? It was surprisingly not empty, I will say. Like, not empty. Because I had seen some people tweeting kind of like mocking Kanye showing like the theater seating charts for certain IMAX screens yeah. that were like I mean, virtually it's a, empty. It, these IMAX theaters are giant theaters. True. So like... Even if they're half full, they look half empty. So so the movie, it's a 35-minute IMAX film. It's directed yeah. by Nick Knight, who's an acclaimed photographer. And it's set in James Terrell's Rodin Crater in Arizona. Cool thing. Looks cool. <laughs> what, what were your impressions of the film? Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with what our colleague Rob Harvillo wrote about it uh, on Friday when he called it both a troll and a flex. Mm. Like, I think it is a kind of hilarious troll to get people to pay $16 and leave the comforts of their apartment on a Sunday to go see this thing that is 30 minutes long. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, very, and very little Kanye in it, right? It's mostly yeah, the choir. Yeah, it's Kanye really only shows up in the last like six minutes. And it's like kind of these beautiful artists. I saw part of it because I went to the listening uh, in Washington Heights for Jesus is King at the end of last month. They showed like a 10-minute excerpt. Yeah. So. It's like the peephole view yeah. and there's like a lot of close-ups <laughs> of choir members and then there's like intermittent shots of like planet Earth style nature. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's a little bit like Holy Mountain-ish and, uh, you know, he's he's very into architecture and all that. So you get a little bit of that. But I do think it, it's, again, a flex because it's really like only Kanye West is getting you to go to this thing. Right. You know? you, was it moving in some points? Harvilla mentioned, you mentioned his his review that yeah. it, it was it had parts that were kind of moving, right? Yeah, I think, again, I think it's really, like, the choir is just so good. And, like, they do inspire some some feeling. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought, I thought Kanye actually showed some tremendous restraint by not being in it very much. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, like, it's with anything Kanye now, the film, the album, like separating your opinion of his cult of celebrity mm-hmm. yeah. and like the actual art that he's making. I guess we can double click a little bit on that as we talk yeah. about the rollout. So, yeah, let's just talk about the rollout. I mean, was the Jesus is King anticipation, buildup, delay, release more or less chaotic than Pablo, than Ye? I mean, is it just kind of par for course? Yeah, I think we're I think we're a little bit used to the sort of like push and pull of this at this point right especially after uh uh yandi which just like was supposed to come out and then never came out right the, the aborted album which yeah. eventually leaked i didn't even listen to the leak but no nah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I felt like it wasn't mixed right and i didn't even want to listen to it but yeah after that and after sort of like being put in this thing where like kanye's gonna drop gonna drop music you wait till midnight and then nothing happens and then it's like oh it'll come out next month and then and everyone never comes out (laughs) everyone gets their memes off of yeah even different gifts of people waiting or like even this even this thursday night like people were 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 tweeting so many memes about kanye's album being late and then kanye goes on jimmy kimmel is like it's out now (laughs) everyone's like bro it's not (laughs) even in the zane interview too whenever that was filmed he was saying it's like midnight or whatever and obviously didn't make that uh, time. Yeah, it's become a bit of a joke uh, that Kanye's not going to hit his deadlines. What What about the accompanying press run? Did you watch the Zane Lowe? It's like a two hour <laughs> interview in Wyoming. I watched, yeah, the I big boy parts. interview. I I think it's another thing where like we're very used, especially the Zane 
low, it feels like like a genre of Kanye interview at this point. Totally. Where they just get together and Kanye just says like the wildest shit he can think of. And then Zane Lowe just kind of looks on. <laughs> very like, interesting. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but like Rome is the true Silicon Valley of yeah, that humanity. Was a big, that was is a big soundbite. Something that I just I don't know what he what he means by that. Talking a lot about how Playboy was his gateway to uh, porn Rock. addiction. Yeah, I actually thought the the Big Boy interview was better. Yes, yeah, I actually didn't watch that one. I, I started watching the Zane one, and honestly, like they're tough to get they're tough through. to get through. And, and yeah. I think it's interesting too that. Kanye, I mean, there was like a couple sound bites that came from it, but I do see that he's a little bit more measured. These aren't like the yeah. rant, ranty Kanye. So he's talking about like manufacturing and shit like that. And I'm just drifting off. Like, it's not interesting to me. Yeah, he's got a lot of big thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of like, there's just the way that his, the way that he speaks, he kind of like just smashes ideas together. Right. So it's like, <laughs> he's not like putting together an essay, really. <laughs> what, what, what made the big boy interview better? It was somewhat... It, uh, bereft of the sort of like I am Walt Disney quotes that that he usually has less less grandiose. Yeah, and I I think uh, he and Big Boy sort of like brushed up against each other as Big Boy was trying to sort of figure out how Kanye's Christianity melds with Kanye's love of Donald Trump, and Kanye wasn't really going there either. But he, I thought Kanye like defended himself in a more coherent way than I had seen previously. Where, like, I still I still think the the MAGA hat and all that and all of 2018 basically is, like, a, a huge... Uh, Blot on his career. Yeah, and, like, still something that he hasn't, he hasn't really explained. Right. I'm actually kind of relieved, though, that that whole narrative didn't make it into this rollout because it's I just think, so yeah. tiring. I think uh, a lot of the reception, people are sort of just glad that they'd can just like talk about Christian Kanye rather than MAGA Kanye. Yeah. I mean, speaking about big ideas, Kanye, for a second, I mentioned I did go to the listening party in Washington Heights. Uh, no big deal at the end of <laughs> September. And like, in addition to showing the IMAX film, which I should mention, Variety reported today it did over a million dollars globally. That's like pretty good. That's pretty good. It's not bad. For a 35 minute movie, it Again, is a flex. Like, dude, guy has <laughs> uh, power. So they also showed at this. Um, listening party and I don't know if this is coming out or it might be on YouTube I have no idea but basically Kanye documented his whole process in the yurts thing mm, that he yeah. wanted to do in Calabasas <laughs> and so they had it's like a very solid this is this documentary is all Kanye talking voiceover interviews yeah. and he, it, they're showing him like in careful meetings with oh shit I forget their names but like famous architects, architects and stuff and probably that. James Charles in there too yeah. and it's like you know I was as I was watching it and you know, you know, this is a religious album. Mm -hmm. The merch is very culty <laughs> looking, and Kanye is talking about building these domed, yeah. you know, low income housing. I really did start to kind of think about or ponder the religion of Kanye and how he is creating, or with his following, mm -hmm. he has the ability. He obviously has the ability to shift culture, but it's like on another plane now, where he's like invoking God in that. Yeah, I think uh, if you if you want to take the stance that he is building a cult, like I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> like the evidence is there. Like a lot of this is pretty textbook cult building. <laughs> like down to the fact that he didn't want his his musicians to have sex. engage in sex while they were making the album. Like that's just wild. It's funny though. They keep every time I see that 
mentioned in the press, it's like premarital sex. Yeah. So it's like if you were married, you would right. you would be allowed to have sex. Okay, that's yeah. Cool. I guess uh, <laughs> it's just you know he's a he's a very like Vatican II guy. Kanye is. Does making the whole album about God too and spreading the gospel kind of mean that if you hate on the album, you're <laughs> hating on God? Does that kind of insulate it from a certain level of criticism? I mean, obviously, you look on Twitter and people hate it. A lot of people hate yeah. it. Yeah. And I, think I guess uh, it makes it harder to hate the content. But I think a lot of the hating the content is, again, like the stuff that Big Boy was trying to get at. Being like, how do you reconcile? You, yeah, how, how do you reconcile Christianity and uh, MAGA? I mean, there's a millions, tens of millions yeah. of Christian MAGA yeah. people, but— that's a question that has yet to be answered. Yeah. All right, so let before we won't, we won't solve Christianity nope. on this podcast, <laughs> but let's take a step back and put all of this into context. We've been talking about it. We've lived through all of Kanye's career ups mm. and downs, which have become particularly polarizing in recent years. As to how we got here, Andrew, we were talking about this offline. You've, yeah. Looking at like a certain date and an event, that's like the beginning, you could say, of his latest turn. And we're not going as far back as like the 2009 VMAs with Taylor Swift, although that was a turning point in his career. Yeah. You were looking at something January 2016, which was around the time he released Pablo. Yeah. What happened? So I, because I, I was trying to like look back and like remember his album releases and you know, everything feels like it's happened 50 years ago. <laughs> it's been less than a decade. Pablo feels mad long ago. Yeah. And I was trying to like, because I was like, man, I feel like when that album came out, there was some like shiftiness as to like how we were thinking about Kanye. And right. I was trying to like remember why. And I then remembered that like a couple weeks before the album came out, he went on this like gigantic tweet rant against Wiz Khalifa. Right. One of the most likable rappers in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this started because Kanye was going to call his album Waves. Right. And, and Wiz said Max Wiz B owns Waves. Yes. Yeah. Max said. <laughs> which facts. Yeah. Which is true. <laughs> and then Kanye basically said like, don't tell me who owns what. Like I own you. And it got like. I own your child. I think. Yeah. So it's the. The thing, it, the rant itself started as like one of those like at the time one of those like beloved Kanye rants where it's like oh he's being Kanye like Kanye's Twitter is funny, and then it like just kept going, kept getting weirder, and then it got to the point where he said I own your child, basically because Amber Rose is right the the mother of Wiz Khalifa's child right. So I think that and that was a point where people were like whoa. <laughs> Right, like, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, like, this is crossing a line. And also, I think it really forced people to, like, sort of measure where they stand in terms of their fandom to Kanye. And it sort of, like, bisected his his fan base between people who were going to unconditionally love him right. and conditionally love him and sort of have to consider... Kanye the musician versus Kanye the person. Right, because up until that point, for the most part, despite his various controversies, he had built up like a reservoir yeah. of goodwill. Even just because of yeah. his art and because like, like you said, it was like the lovable Kanye acting out, ranting, but we'll grant him that because he's such a brilliant artist. And yeah. this was kind of turning more and malicious. Sort of, yeah, and the ways that he acted out before this were sort of just like in line with how his fan base probably felt like the George Bush does not care about black people thing. Right. right. That was just an opinion that most people could agree on. <laughs> the Taylor Swift thing, even though it was rude and like terrible to do, like I think most of his fans were like, yo, Beyonce <laughs> did have the best video of all time. So it it was easy to be on his side with 
those things, even even as the president is like calling him an asshole or whatever he called him. Right. This one, it was kind of like, oh, that was completely uncalled for. It was also, I think, a moment in which Kanye like just clearly lost the argument. Right. I do. I need to remind you of uh, <laughs> hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> just just look it up. Uh, Amber Rose won that fight, and so that was damn. Another, I actually forgot about that. <laughs> like that, it was it was a hammer. Never, um, never bet against Amber Rose. That's a lesson. Exactly. So it was kind of like, oh, like Kanye is fallible and also problematic, I guess. Right. And I, then his album comes out two weeks later and you kind of have to like weigh those two things. Right. And then his album, famously, he was mixing and editing it right, after yeah. he released it. So let's just quickly breeze through the next few years to get us to Jesus is yeah. King. He tweeted, Bill Cosby is innocent in all caps. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a very popular Tough. opinion. The famous controversy back to Taylor Swift where back in the 2009 VMAs, we might have supported Kanye against Taylor maybe, right. but now it started to seem a little churlish. And, yeah, and, and again, even though he wins that one technically because Kim releases the video of Taylor, you know. Talking uh, on the phone with him. Yeah, sort of giving approval to the lyric that's in Famous. Um, he still like even went in even more. Like he has a fake naked Taylor Swift in the video right. of Famous. So, so it felt it's just like a more stuff bullying. where it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like we don't need to go here. Then uh, sometime in 2016, Kim was robbed in Paris and that right. was obviously a very traumatic thing for the entire family. November 2016 rolls around. Of course, President Trump is elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly thereafter, Kanye cancels his Pablo tour. He has what is referred to as a psychiatric emergency, yeah. uh, checked into a hospital, and then his next public appearance after that is basically him going MAGA, meeting, yeah. having a photo op, I think, at Trump Tower with Donald Trump in December. Mm-hmm. That was like a huge story and, and really upset a lot of people, uh, yeah. naturally. Yeah, that's a visceral <laughs> image. <laughs> and then from there, the hits keep coming. It's the TMZ interview where he says slavery is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that was obviously extremely controversial and negatively received. June 2018, it's the month of the good music albums. Ye comes out. Like I said, middling response. Yeah. I actually, listening to it in retrospect, I think it's a decent album, but it mm-hmm. wasn't exactly what people wanted. Yeah, He does the whole Wyoming thing. Yeah. Around that time, he's moving to, to Wyoming. It's funny. I was just looking at this. It was only one year ago, one year and one month ago, that he and Lil Pump performed I Love It at the freaking <laughs> Pornhub Awards. Yeah. So one year before Perrier, Jesus is the King. Perrier bottle. <laughs> one year before Jesus is King, he's performing at the Pornhub Awards, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, so that's 2018. Then the Yandi pump fake, basically. Uh, he has a son, another son mm-hmm. named Psalm. And then in August of this year is when Kim first announced Jesus is King on Instagram. But I guess the pivotal moment in all of this for Kanye kind of recovering from the MAGA turmoil yeah. that he created for himself is the start of Sunday service, which is at the beginning of this year in January. And that's kind of the first signal of his his full pivot to God. So, Andrew, can you describe what Sunday service is? Yeah, so that's basically like, it started as sort of like, we saw this video of Kanye at, um, I don't know what to call this, an, an MPC machine, is that what it's called? Uh, it must be. Um, oh, you like a... Like the, a beat machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's basically just playing this sample over and over again while a choir stands behind him and sings. And Neil Brennan, who co-wrote The Chappelle Show. um, Was he the one that first 
So Swizz, it? Swizz Beats tweeted or Instagrammed that video. And then Neil Brennan like tweeted and was like, this Kanye's doing this thing called Sunday service where every Sunday he has people over and they they play a bunch of music. Neil Brennan's tweet, uh, funny enough, says like, not a lot of God stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so ever since then, it's this thing that Kanye was doing at his house in Calabasas. Right. Um, and it's like an invite-only right. thing with him and his choir. Mm-hmm. Everyone's pl- wearing the same clothes. Everyone's wearing the same clothes. They're playing like a mix of, I guess, Bible or gospel classics as yeah. well as like modern songs remixed. Re- yeah, reinterpreting his own songs so that they fit a gospel mold. Um, and this footage looks just like joyous, like a religious revival, people yes. clapping, yes. catching the spirit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very much in the mold of of gospel and sort of like that sort of church-going experience. And I think, like, the message was Kanye is, like, turning a new turning a new page and then also, like, this is the hottest event that you <laughs> right. need to go to. Right, it became, like, a very kind of select... Like, if, if you got invited there, you're definitely the shit. Yeah, say, like, say what you, what you will about Kanye. He's in, terrific at marketing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he knows how to market himself and how to, how to make events yeah so, so who, who are some is. of the people some of the a-listers that were seen at sunday service well obviously there's, there's all the kardashians and all that um justin bieber of course who's like bieber another da- da- dabbles guy. in that celebrity <laughs> church uh world there's you know jaden smith um most i think most notable of all though is brad pitt oh, i didn't showed even know up. brad pitt went to one yeah brad pitt showed up uh to a pr- one pretty recently so that's like it it's hitting a level where like you can imagine celebrities texting their publicists and being like, how do I get into Sunday service? Right. And a version of Sunday service is eventually what made it to an IMAX film, right? Like yeah. that kind of vibe, obviously not with the crowd, but. Yep. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So uh, would you say like the culmination or like the real kind of public debut of Sunday service was Coachella in April? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the time when I guess the rest of the public is allowed to see what it, what it actually looks like. And it's like a huge event. Again, it's Kanye knowing how to eventize himself. And because he's saying, we're going to do it on Easter Sunday. Um, it's going to be a live stream. And then you tune into the live stream and nothing is going on for the first like two hours of it. <laughs> it's literally this fisheye lens and you're not, you're like, what am I looking at? And of course you keep watching because it's Kanye and you want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then they they played for like two hours and, you know, it's a, good set like mu- musically it's really good and really impressive right and, you know that's something that you can't really deny about Kanye and he had debuted a couple songs I think that made it to Jesus is King and and if you look at the visuals because I was actually looking at some of the pictures today because actually uh Kanye told Zane Lowe that although Sunday service started in January he felt that after the Coachella performance is really when his spiritual journey began in earnest <laughs> you probably saw how effective it was <laughs> <laughs> If you do look at the pictures now, because I was thinking about it like 10 years from now, 100 years from now, when you're looking at these pictures, it really does look cult-like because yeah. he, he's draped in purple. Everyone around him is draped in this muted mm-hmm. purple. He's got purple hair. It's a beautiful, sunny, like Midsommar type day. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> a huge crowd of people that are just literally praising God and praising Kanye. Yeah. I mean, in the in the IMAX movie, I think towards the end of it, they sh- sort of show some of the choir members who seem to be like going through like speaking in tongues, right. um, sort of like revelations. Right. And it's like this really, really religious 
event. Yeah. People very swept up. So subsequently, Kanye, I mentioned the listening party, like he did various Sunday service kind of pop-ups. I think he did one in Detroit. Mm -hmm. He did one in New York that I attended. I also bought a couple sweatshirts. Confession, the merch. Those things are going to be hot (laughs) 20 years from now. Uh, They're $140 each, (laughs) by the way. Uh, And then he went, he did it in LA. Presumably he could continue. I mean, when he does a tour, it'll probably be some version. Yeah, Um, he said he's going to go on tour immediately. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the... uh, merchandising and sort of like the marketing of this movement, which has a lot of people looking at it a little, you know, skeptically. Yeah. I would say, uh, you say how effective it is. Cause like the merch is interesting and it's like, you know, it's strange to get people to chuck over $140 to wear Jesus on their chest or yeah. Jesus is King emblazoned on their back. <laughs> right. uh, I think he was, he was also one of the first artists a while ago to turn, uh, tour merch into a like, thing, a streetwear event, right? So it's kind of continuing that tradition. But yeah, I think this sort of sort of just fits into uh, religion. <laughs> I think like it does go the hand Catholic in hand. Church <laughs> is is nothing if not great at getting you to spend money. Yeah, like they're tremendous at marketing, as is Kanye. So it's just a little bit more of that. It is strange and it doesn't seem to square up. But I think. Uh, just sort of inspiring devotion is something that Kanye can pull off. Yeah, I saw and, some like Joel Austin compares, <laughs> comparisons and stuff. <laughs> so how do you think overall, speaking of that, uh, we're speaking about, you know, people looking at it a little cynically or skeptically. Like, yeah. how, how do you think overall the public is receiving this transformation of Kanye from this super secular? I mean, although, as everyone knows, Jesus walks. He talked yeah. about God a lot. I was actually listening to Hell of a Life earlier from uh, Twisted Dark Fantasy mm-hmm. and— that has like religious overtones as well, yeah. despite the, you know, curse words and such. Like, do you think people are buying into it or looking at it like? I think it's a little complicated. It probably, yeah. it probably depends on how you, how you felt about him before. I think it's really easy to see. And it, honestly, in some of the, some of the ways that he's answering these interview questions, it's, it can seem like sort of a shield against actual criticism. And instead of sort of, uh, facing facing legitimate criticism, it's just easier to say like I've turned to Jesus, right? And, like I I serve Jesus now, um, right? Well, we mentioned Bieber, Bob, yeah. Bob Dylan famously did it in the seventies. It is kind of like the move for an artist at that's at like a advanced stage of celebrity, yeah. And you can to you, find salvation. It's really easy to also connect the dots between like Kanye's interest in sort of like controlling the masses and then turning to religion, which it's obviously historically been very good at doing that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, at the same time, I, I do kind of believe that he believes. I do too. You know, I think he's earnest in this. Yeah. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's had like enough introspection to like square up his past personalities with this one. But right. I think he does believe in this one and is invested in it. I agree. I agree. So, of course, this is Ringer Dish. <laughs> we do need to ask about Kanye's spouse. Yeah. And the rest of the Kardashians. Like, how, do, how do they fit into this whole religious pivot? Um, well, first of all, Kanye now lives apparently full-time in Wyoming, which seems to probably be yeah. putting a strain on his <laughs> family life and his marriage. Yeah, I think uh, it's fair to say that they have a non-traditional relationship. <laughs> the Wyoming house, by the way, looks beautiful. Yeah, Wyoming's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Her- road to Harrison get there. Harrison Ford has a Wyoming house too, you know? as do many celebrities. It's a great place. I think. I think they 
they fit in sort of as just like his his prime marketing managers. They sort of just contribute to his level of celebrity, I think. Yeah. And like Kanye did reach another level when he and Kim started dating. And once that marriage started, he kind of just hit a new level in terms of the power and the the amount of people paying attention to him. And this especially with Sunday services, you know, it it really did get off the ground with Kim posting Instagram videos of yeah, it. She's nothing if not a supportive wife. Yeah. And she's the she's the one who announced uh the first release date for Jesus is King. And she's the one who was like <laughs> basically answering questions as to why it was late and um just being like, Yeah, it'll come out in three weeks. <laughs> Be like, why is Kim the one doing this? But they have sort of like integrated him into their brand and their brand is massive. And right. you know, I think that's that's a huge part of why uh, Dobbins calls him the defining celebrity of our generation. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's any danger, I mean, not to speculate, but of Kanye's kind of new sort of Bible thumping persona and sort of the religious rhetoric being at odds with, because yeah. he even, I think he even in one interview cycle was talking about Kim's outfit at the yeah. Met Gala. He's been talking about, you know, posting on Instagram and that sort of thing. And that's, and that's kind of Kim's brand. Yeah. And it's a big, again, it's a weird departure from, uh, like last year, a year ago, as you say, Kanye being like, "You're such a hoe, I love it." <laughs> <laughs> Kanye being like, "I, I was nervous." It's that- the remix. Is, You're such a hoe, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't like. Yeah, I think it's weird. I, I Kanye, uh, Big Boy, t- to go back to this interview, Big Boy asked him because Kanye was trying to make this point that uh, Instagram, that girls are more more wed to Instagram than they are their their quote-unquote men, Mm. and that uh, everyone's flexing for Instagram and whatnot. And Big Boy obviously was like, well, (laughs) speaking of Instagram, (laughs) you're a wife. (laughs) And Kanye said something really quick about needing to go to UCLA, which I think was a a reference to uh, his psychiatric stay. Mm. And I think he was literally saying, like, this is the thing that is breaking my mind. And, like, I... I don't know how to square these two things up, which I felt was like a really honest answer. Yeah. I don't know if that makes you feel any better about like the things that he's saying, but like if he's struggling with it too. I mean, is that like a, I mean, we shouldn't talk light about it, but I mean, I feel like that's kind of been the elephant in the room for the last three years or so of Kanye, like mental illness or I know, I know he has been open about grappling with it and obviously he was admitted to a hospital, but I see a lot of people too, thinking that this religious turn is related to that. Mm-hmm. Does that, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. It's right? hard to say. I mean, it. he called, I think, yay, wasn't there. It's like on the cover, it says I'm bipolar. It's awesome. Yeah, and the first song you hear, the first word you hear is I thought about killing you. Yeah, and he sort of goes back and forth between both thinking of his mental health as like a superpower and thinking of it as something that is... Uh, like hindering him, I it's hard to answer the, the the cynics to that. You know, yeah. There's not much to, that you can say about it. I think like it's not really fair for him to use it as a crutch when he does. But um, yeah, otherwise you sort of just got to take Kanye as he comes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we mentioned the press run, the album, the IMAX film. We <laughs> called him 
the defining celebrity of our generation. It's like, at the end of the day, do you think any artist living today will be able to pull off this type of kind of culture shifting experience yeah. in totality? I like, no. <laughs> like, maybe like Disney. Like, Disney's probably. Oh, the only damn. One, are you? you know? You're touting or spouting Kanye's company line <laughs> that he's the new Walt Disney. And like, in that sense, it sort of makes sense because I, I really think like only if the MCU was like, hey, we're going to do a Sunday service. <laughs> like, then people would show up. We're like, we're going to do a 30-minute IMAX video that you're going to pay $30 for. Like, people would. But singular artists, I don't think there's another one. It's like, especially not in music. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I was thinking I was thinking about this, and, and to some degree, Beyonce has, you know, has yeah. a, a huge level of fame, obviously, and influence, and people will you know, buy her album, obviously, when it comes out, but it's not on the same plane. Yeah, it's just not. Uh, She's not out here building yurts. Exactly. And, like, getting people to live in the yurts, <laughs> which is the most amazing thing. <laughs> like, just the the sort of level of devotion this guy can inspire is uh, wild. It's almost religious. I, I think it's, <laughs> it's nearing the point where it might be too religious. So he said in that Zane interview, I didn't actually get to this part. I just read yeah. that he's already planning a follow-up album titled Jesus is Born, <laughs> which, you know, I guess the title is kind of self-explanatory. I think it's going to be more apparently a Sunday service related no. or a choir related album. And he's planning to release that on Christmas, but don't hold him to that. Take that with a grain of salt. No, there's no way. Do you think, like, what what's next for Kanye after this? I mean... I don't know, like... Some people were saying he should do a Church of Satan album or something <laughs> as, like, an accompanying... <laughs> uh, he's... He's... One, he's invested in this, so, like, we'll see how long it goes. But he does have a penchant for, like, getting bored with his own persona. Yeah. Um, and, like, scrapping it and starting all over. Which I think, like, Yeezus was sort of like that, where it was, like... I'm tired of being everyone's darling. Like, here's some music that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> but also, people loved it. Like, I love it. Like, it, that was actually, like, a cool thing to do. I think he just, he gets, uh, he doesn't like to do things that you expect him to do. And I think he he prides himself on, like, going left, whether that's a good thing to do or a bad thing to do. Yeah, he, he was talking to Zane in his Wyoming home a little bit about climate change, mm -hmm. sustainability. So he seems to have some anxiety around those topics or he's planning ahead. So maybe that could be a pivot, like <laughs> turn into a climate change rapper. Leo's already got this block, Kanye. <laughs> Join forces with Leo and, and you know. Uh, I'm sure Leo would love to. I'm sure Leo would love to. All right, so Andrew, in closing, please rank this album. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to rank Jesus is King uh, in his discography. You know, it's funny, like, one of my friends was saying that this is, like, the perfect album to, like, clean your house to, which I thought yeah. is kind of a tepid endorsement, but it is kind of, you can listen to it kind of passively as sort of agreeable background music, and yeah, it's pretty seamless, definitely. it's very well produced. You mentioned Follow God, but what did you make of the Clips reunion and the Kenny G? I think that's, I think that's my second favorite song. Use this album, gospel. Honestly. I'm called. into it. Um, I really like The Return of No Malice. Um, the Kenny G thing is... Again, like a flex a, troll, both a flex and a troll in in the Kanye West way, <laughs> and it's very fun. Uh, yeah, I think I think the album is is it's fine, and it's not it's not a train wreck. Like philosophically, musically, it's very good. 
So you th- you think you'll return to it? Yeah, and again, it's because it's so short. It's really easy to just play again, which I I think is uh, actually like a pretty smart tactic. Yeah, I mean, I'll say you know we again we're talking about a defining celebrity of our generation, a defining artist. I think it's interesting that, for example, I have like a huge trove of Jay Z songs yeah. in my actual iTunes, and I listen to them on shuffle, and it's like it's not. Like from reasonable doubt to blueprint, there's differences, but it's mm-hmm. not that jarring. Yeah. I was listening to Jesus is King on Spotify, and when the last track ends, it just like blends into right. like whatever's next in the algorithm, yeah. and it <laughs> was like all falls down. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. It's <laughs> yeah. the same guy, you know, obviously, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years apart, but it's just like a totally different Kanye, like night and day. Yeah. And I think that is kind of what makes him so exciting. And like, the Madonna of sorts of just reinventing himself, changing, pivoting. You don't really know what he's coming up with. So yeah, it's a re- it's like a it's a real Bowie thing too, where it's just like you don't know you don't know who this person is going to be a year from now, which is wild um, and only only pulled off by like five people yeah. <laughs> in the history of pop culture. Yeah. So you know, love him or hate him, that's what he does. Yeah, it's a good note to close on. And with that, thank you, Kanye, for keeping life interesting, (laughs) culture interesting. We'll be waiting with bated breath for your next move. Uh, Stay tuned on Wednesday for an episode of Jam Session and Friday for Tea Time. For Andrew, this is Donnie signing off.